This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Gusto, modern, easy payroll benefits for small businesses across the country. And because you're a listener, you get three months free when you run your first payroll. Find out at gusto.com slash tape. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Jack McGinnis. He is a co-founder and managing partner of Relationship Impact, a consulting firm focused on helping great leaders build great leadership teams. So, Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, John. I really appreciate it. So, uh, full disclosure, you and I have worked together. Um, our firms uh, have actually worked together, but uh, so I, d- I do know a little more about your story than maybe some folks. But uh, why don't uh, why don't you start by kind of giving a little bit of background on you and your journey as an entrepreneur, and and maybe tell us a little about your work. Sure. So, um, you know, my 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 journey started um, my sort of my entrepreneurial journey, I guess, started in in around 1993. Um, I was looking for a job, just got out of my MBA program and, um, I got very lucky and got connected to, um, a guy that was about 15 years older than me from Deloitte who was starting his own management consulting firm. And I really wanted to get in the management consulting field. So I, I helped, uh, I was one of his first employees and wound up becoming the chief operating officer and, you know, running, running part of the firm. And we grew at our peak to around 50 people or so. And it was, um, you know, great from a, from a number of perspectives. You know, number one, it helped me. Uh, I got experience both learning how to be a, a good management consultant, but also had the opportunity to to learn how to build um, and manage a consulting practice as well. Uh, you know, it's relatively small business, but uh, you know, I had a, I had a, a big part in, in helping build the infrastructure for the firm and 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 hiring people and and you know, kind of the whole business development side and just really helping you know a firm grow. And uh, it was it was a it was a great experience from that perspective was also, you know, a, a very uh, informative for the type of work I do right now. But the a lot of the people that we hired in um, after me were had, you know, organizational development backgrounds and PhDs in psychology, masters in organizational behavior. So, you know, my partner, my boss was had a, you know, had a, had a strong vision for what the firm wants, what he wanted the firm to look like. And it was you know, in order to compete against the big guys, the Deloitte's, the McKinsey's, the, you know, Accenture's, uh, our niche became large scale change projects, anything from uh, mergers and acquisitions to uh, large scale system integration work. Uh, we, we rode the reengineering process, reengineering craze in the, in the 1990s. Uh, but we did it from a, a, a change management perspective. Um, so how do you bring the people along? So I feel like through that experience, not only did I, you know, learn how to become a good management consultant and help build a firm, but I also learned another part of, you know, I'm an engineer with an MBA and it's sort of a right and wrong way of doing things in that (laughs) from in that, in that way of thinking and, you know, sort of a linear path, kind of a linear way of thinking, um, it's kind of a simplistic view, but kind of that's where my head was. And so I learned, I learned really this whole new dynamic of how to bring people along, um, and, and how to 
had a lead large scale change efforts and uh, which has really been informative for the type of work that I do right now. Yeah. So, so give us a little taste of that. What's a typical engagement for you as a management consultant? Sure. So right now um, I really, we, we call ourselves uh, executive or leadership team coaches. Um, and to be honest with you, until a few years ago, I didn't even, I didn't even know there was such thing as a leadership team coach, but, uh, but what we, we do is we work with uh, uh, executive teams at growing companies, and we say, you know, anywhere from 15 to $150 million in revenue to help them build the structure, the, the structure for the team to be able to be productive and build the relational dynamics for them to be um, um, more effective in terms of how they work together. And so we call it two sides of the same coin. It's like a, there's a structural side of building a great team and a relational side of building a great team. And what what happens oftentimes with growing companies is they get out of sync. You know, they'll have they'll, everyone to be, you know, pulling their weight and rolling their sleeves up when they're young with not a lot of process, not a lot of structure in place. And then, you know, relationships sort of get out of whack because people are stepping over each other or whatever. And, and, and then you put a new structure in place and the people don't necessarily trust the structure. So what we do to start is really help teams, help leadership teams figure out where they're out of whack structurally and relationally, help them new, move to some commitments collectively and individually to make the changes they need to make to strengthen how the team is operating to get the results they're looking for. And what really it is an accountability model of leadership team coaching. We, we help teams help them help themselves hold themselves accountable uh, to the commitments they make. Again, really what very much focused on how does this team become as good as it possibly can be to face the challenges that that uh, that their that the environment uh, demands from them. Your firm is how old? We're about ten years old now. Yeah, we started in late two thousand nine, so we're a little over ten years old. Yes. Do you remember why you started your business or why you decided to to yeah. go on your own? Yeah. There's a, there's a practical and then there's a sort of a visionary kind of part of it. Um, in 2008, I had owned, after the work for that management consulting firm, I owned a contract packaging firm. I bought, you know, it was an entrepreneurial venture, but we bought a, with two passive partners, I bought a, um, a family-run business and we made some great strides to turn that, turn that around, bought some new equipment brought on some customers like Unilever and Hershey and Godiva and did some great work. But then uh, the financial crisis hit and we got our butts kicked with the, uh, with, uh, with that whole thing. A lot of, a lot of our customers brought their, their you know, packaging back in house. There, there wasn't as much demand. And, and so, you know, there's some, some great lessons from that as well, but I was, lo I was looking from, you know, my next gig, I thought I was going to get back into management consulting cause that's what I knew and, you know, had a, had a pedigree in. And, um, I can reconnected with a classmate of mine from college uh, that you know I had stayed in touch with, but um, we sort of put our heads together. He was getting his PhD in leadership at GW University, which is near me in, in the DC metro area, and we sort of just put our heads together and said, "What do you want to do for the second half of your career? What you know? What do you? What is? What unique contributions do we think we have to offer?" Uh, businesses. We knew we wanted to do some sort of consulting work and we settled on, we thought we had some interesting things to say about 
um, teams and organizations. Um, so when we started, we were you know more broadly leadership development, team development across organizations. Right now, we're much more over the last five or six years, much frankly, with your help, uh, much more focused on a narrow uh, target market of working with executive teams of growing companies. So, you know, it was it circumstance certainly drove it, but also a, a, a passion for um, and, and a passion for teams. And, and, and we felt like we had some interesting things to say about teams. And, and it's really come to fruition because I have to say in the last five years, you know, this is the most fun and most lucrative. So both, you know, it's I'm doing you know, we're doing well, both financially and uh, professionally and personally. Uh, because we love the work that we do and we think we have um, are having some really good impact with the with the firms we're working with or companies we're working with. Everyone loves payday, but loving a payroll provider? That's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use and you can add benefits and management tools to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern you might fall in love yourself. Hey, and as a listener, you get three months free when you run your first payroll. So try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash tape. That's gusto.com slash tape. So since you're having so much fun, uh, (laughs) what's the hard part about doing what you're doing as an entrepreneur um, in your view? Yeah, so so hard part is uh, like a lot of firms, you know, you, you think you got a great Rolodex to start. And uh, so, frankly, business development and selling is is uh, in maintaining, maintaining, maintaining consistency of pipeline and is um, was the hardest part of our business. We had, you know, we started off with gangbusters in, in, in 2000. I really got a, got our stride in 2010 and had some great clients and big clients. And, you know, and then the Rolodex is run runs dry a little bit and then you have to like okay well how what are we going to do now <laughs> and uh so you know i i think i read your book duct tape marketing probably in 2011 or 12 uh because i was just really doing some soul searching about how we were going to make this thing work and um i came across your book and 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 used it for a few years and then i was just like I, you know i got to I got to dive in. So I called you, you did in a one of your uh, assessments for us. And then I hired you for, well, I don't know how long it was, maybe 18 months or off and on for two years. Um, so the hardest thing was business development and, and building, building a strong rhythm of uh, marketing and selling. Well, so let's talk about marketing um, specifically, you know, professional so, services providers are essentially selling air <laughs> to some extent uh, management yeah, right. consultant yeah. I mean what does that mean um, you know that that can be very broad in general what what have you done uh, particularly as you you kind of mentioned that you you felt like your pipeline was good and your your rhythm was good what what what's been the most effective way for you to market your business so a couple things first of all it's you're right. It, it, it selling professional services and selling leadership development or, or leadership consulting is, uh, you know, is a very crowded space. And the so getting targeted and narrowing narrowing our focus was, I think, the first thing that 
you know, your books helped us with, but then when we started working with you, you really helped us with is, you know, you can't be everything to everyone. You got to narrow what you do and you got to be able to tell a story that's compelling and that, that, um, that connects with them, that, that doesn't talk at them. So, and the work that we do is very much an unrecognized need, um, in, in many cases, so, you know, there's not a lot of CEOs just sitting around saying, yeah, my team's really dysfunctional. Let's hire someone to help. But, you know, I guess some of them do, but there's, they're not, you know, we weren't getting, you know, uh, calls all day. <laughs> so I guess that's one way of putting it. But but I guess the first was like really narrowing uh, our focus and targeting a, a more narrowly defined uh, target market. And then the second thing that that really has helped us is becoming thought leaders in the work that we do now you know we're not you know we're not um, you know marshall goldsmith or anyone <laughs> like that but 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 we do have we have developed a lot of content in the last three years and we do that with a lot of discipline um you call it a a uh, a content plan, I think I can't remember the term, but it, but we had a content plan with a schedule and 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 the types of meet you know things we were going to use LinkedIn, writing for magazines, uh, doing webinars, speaking th those types of things. And until you get disciplined at that, and frankly, you have to write some before you can do much of anything else. <laughs> and, and and but then and then you know and then recurating other people's content, recurating our content, um, words that I didn't even know what they meant, um, frankly. And so I think those two things, targeting and becoming thought leaders in a, in a very disciplined, organized way has been really instrumental for us. So a lot of folks, I mean, I think a lot of people hear that advice that they need to be doing that. Uh, but when it really comes down to it, as you alluded to, uh, it's a lot of work or can be a fair amount of work. So when, when, when did you, when did you kind of realize, Hey, you know what, this might be paying off? Well, you know, it wasn't too far after probably six months after we put our content calendar together and started writing for chief executive magazine we started getting some calls. Um, so a couple of our biggest clients now are from the writing we've done for Chief Executive Magazine. Um, and so not, you know, I'd say within within less than six months, we definitely saw some benefit. And then, you know, and then you guys helped us, you and Jenna really helped us figure out how to track our, you know, our, our Google and our, our um, LinkedIn and, and um, and Facebook numbers as well, um, and using SEO and and using um, you know just simple things like having better titles and um, it is a lot of work, but it's we we have seen the impact. I mean, frankly, our our uh, you know nothing's perfect, but but our first five or six years it was up and down every month, particularly in the few first quarter of the year, like at the end of the year, we'd have, we'd have had a, a good year pretty much. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? We're looking at each other, trying to get the next sale, you know, and, and we don't really have that anymore. Our sales, um, our pipeline is, is much smoother. Our, um, or robust, I guess you would call it. And, and our, our, uh, you know, our, our monthly, um, uh, 
revenue is is smoothed out so we don't have those peaks and valleys anymore knock on wood you know never never you can never rest that's for sure running a small business but uh but i feel like i feel like with a lot of discipline and targeting um it is really paid off so let's talk a little bit about family life and and owning a business um in in your time before and and obviously your your life has changed you know the 10 years you've had the business but um how how do you manage, you know, because a lot, a lot of times, you know, running a business, it's like, yeah, there's always more to do. Um, right. So, you know, how, how have you managed um, the kind of the, the uh, elusive balance of, you know, trying to do all of this, but also, you know, trying to enjoy a rich uh, personal and family life? Um, I'm fortunate uh, from a couple perspectives um, that I, I have a wife who is a partner in a big law firm, so that that certainly helps <laughs> from a from a you know from a from a you know earnings perspective. But uh, I think we were all over the place uh, when we first started in terms of marketing. We did we just we would go to conferences, we'd go to networking events, we'd go we we just did a lot of stuff that really just didn't have you know and handing out business cards is a useless useless construct to be honest with you and and so with the discipline came a much more productive um way of managing what we do you know that particularly as it relates to marketing because we got we don't we don't do those you know those events or those pay for play things anymore um we do Small, like I have like three different breakfast groups that I form with people that are like-minded, that are selling to similar people, that that you know that are that are really willing to give to each other. Um, I do writing webinars, like so everything's very targeted and and pretty disciplined, so that I'm not I don't feel a need to just go do lots of activity. Um, so it's, it's feel like it's been much more focused because frankly, you know, as a small business owner, we're both marketing and selling and delivering the work that we do. And, and, and so the delivering takes up a lot of our time and it's what we really like to do. Um, so that one you can't mess with, but you can mess with (laughs) how you, how you generate your business and get much more discipline there. Anything on the horizon for 2020 that you think is a, a, an opportunity for relationship impact? Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm uh, again through your your uh, advice and counsel. I'm. I've very slowly and methodically putting together. Um, I've, I have an outline for a book um, that I'm planning on when my youngest daughter heads off to college in in the fall. Uh, I will have even more time to focus and uh, and just go away every couple of weeks and start you know start start the process of writing um, a book on on how to build a great uh, executive uh, leadership team. Well, obviously, I applaud that because I mean that's the next logical kind of step in you know your your content platform, if you will, that you were were talking about and and you know Marshall Goldsmith beware yeah that's right thank you for that uh, i don't know i don't know about that i'm not even that's not my aspiration is to meet him <laughs> i love that guy uh but uh but but the other i guess the other thing is too you you pushed you you guys were really encouraging me to do more video and 
And I, and I made some attempts at that and it, and it just didn't feel right. So I hired a firm uh, that does video and I did my first shoot last week. Um, lots, you know, a couple days worth of both customer partners and me, you know, doing, and they have like a lot of micro clips, some, some larger videos. So gonna, I'm, I'm starting that whole process this year. It took me a little longer than I wanted it to, but, uh, but that'll be an, a big push this year as well. Well, Jack, thanks for uh, stopping by and talking a little bit about uh, your entrepreneurial journey and relationship uh, impact. Do you want to tell people if they want to check out your work, where they can find you? Yeah, please. It's uh, uh, relationship-impact.com and uh, lots of rich content in there, all focused on how to build a great leadership team. So, and John, I can't tell you, uh, thank you so uh, enough for um, having me on your podcast and for the great partnership and advice and counsel that you've given me over the years and uh, and will continue to do so. It's it's just been uh, I, I really don't think that I would be, you know, that Gil and I would be in this place without you. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate uh, you sharing that. And hopefully we'll uh, bump into you soon out there on the road. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.